Three, two, one. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the 20s and 20 podcast, where we cover everything you need to know about your 20s in only 20 minutes. I'm Mallory Metz, and this is As Good As It Gets. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of 20s and 20. I'm Mallory Metz, and today in the studio, we have the one, the only, Henley Erler. It's me. Henley Tell us a little bit about yourself. How old are you? What are you doing with your life? Give us a blowdown. I was born in Chicago, but I live in Fallbrook, California, and I'm 25. I microblade. I'm a permanent tattoo artist for a living, if you want to put it that way, because that sounds like, you know, no one knows what microblading is, or a lot of people don't. Honestly, Henley, I think it's hilarious that you're on this podcast, because the way we know each other, if you would have asked me Five years ago, A, if I would even have a podcast, I would have said no. And B, if you had even (laughs) been on it, I would have said, who the hell is Henley Erler? So it's kind of a funny story how we know each other. Not that funny. Actually, it's just a story. But you are the big sister of the Erlers. So Elliot's older sister. Henley, let's get right into this. Today's topic, it's kind of a tricky one because it's basically your life story. So it's hard to put a topic around someone's life. But the best way to describe this is who you are today doesn't necessarily define you tomorrow and you can always change. So I want to give the listeners some background and then I want to talk a little bit about today. But first, I want to start off with your early 20s. A lot of these listeners, they're in their very early stages of their 20s. And I think a lot of people I know and I'm friends with have taken this traditional route of going to college and then getting a nine to five job and just being very complacent with where they're at. And that's not necessarily the route you took. Basically, growing up, I never really was really into school. I have super bad ADD. And so I never was really registered in school. My mom had a really hard time with that. But my dad understood because he was the same way. So basically, I decided in high school, I actually regret this. I didn't give a fuck about school. And I would just sit in the bathroom and draw. I know people would think like, oh, if your kid's ditching school, they're doing drugs or something. No, I was just in the bathroom on the floor, which probably sounds gross. But no one understood me. And I knew my mom wanted me to be a sorority girl and like she wanted me to be exactly like her which Elliot turned out to be what she wanted me to be like and me and her battled a lot through that but when I turned 18 I moved in with my dad and I did my thing and then when I was 19 I got my DUI and that cut off about two to three years of my life because I couldn't drive so I was just kind of fucking around you know partying going to raves I didn't care I was just living life on the edge and I look back now and I'm like those are the days I was actually living in my head I was a loser which I was but it all came in different stages I think I turned about 24 and I met my boyfriend now Kyle and he kind of inspired me to figure something out and I'm lucky to have people in my life that support that so I decided to do microblading I went from literally zero to 100 really quick yeah you literally went from not really sure of what your future was going to entail to basically running and managing your own company so what age Henley did you get your DUI 19 years old and I wasn't even partying when I got it I love telling people that because people think if you get a DUI you're leaving a party no I was with my ex-boyfriend's mom and what happened Uh, my boyfriend at the time he was out of town on a baseball trip his mom's like hey can you give me a ride to the auto repair shop and then me and her drinking a bottle of wine in the auto repair shop and we like go back to her house I was 19 I didn't really get fucked up too often she was like are you sure you're okay to drive I'm like yeah I was like 11 55 at night and I started driving I hit a telephone pole and a hydrant and then I slid over like a ping pong ball to a tree and then my shoulder bone snapped 
in half from the seatbelt. I broke part of my back a little bit. After that, my life pretty much changed. I actually didn't think I'd ever come back from it. When you're that young and that shit happens to you, you, like, you think your life's over. But really, life is really long. That's off my record. There's nothing on it anymore. But I literally thought at that time my life was over. Especially growing up, everybody is told you get a DUI and your life is over. You're never yeah. going to overcome that. And I feel like that's probably the same mentality yeah. you had. So you got in this car accident. And- I closed my eyes and I opened my eyes and I was in the ER with like my mom and dad sitting beside me and a cop comes in and just takes a vial of my blood and my dad looked at me and goes you're getting a DUI I'm like fuck honestly I look back now Mallory and I am so thankful for my DUI in the weirdest way I think it humbled me in a way even though I still partied after but a lot of people just abuse it for the rest of their lives and I was able to learn early in my life yeah I think it was a pivotal moment in your life where you got to take a step in the right direction after that but you don't realize that till your 20s I realized that when I was 23 it was almost an epiphany like whoa like I'm almost happy that happened to me so you got a DUI at 19 felt trapped felt like you weren't able to get out of the house you had limited freedom and you just resulted in partying more Oh, yeah, because I'd get stuck somewhere for three days. So it would just turn into that. And then I would just wait till I could get a ride home since I live on a mountain. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I don't know how much farther I would have went with that partying situation until I met Kyle, which sounds really weird, but it's very true. I met him and I don't know what it was about him, but I like figured it out. And then me and him just thrived from there. But that really did change my life meeting him. And it inspired me to go do something or try to do something because I never tried anything before. I never tried to find a career. I never tried to do anything. I was always thinking about, you know, my parents are paying for my sister's college. I missed that opportunity. But really, I didn't miss any opportunity. You can do whatever you want whenever you want. And if you have people that support you, they'll help you, you know? Yeah, 100%. I think you're a great advocate for you don't have to go the traditional route of going to college to be successful. Like you found something you're passionate about and you were able to go and start a business off of it. So what was that like? getting into microblading, what did that take on your end? If somebody out there was like, hey, tomorrow I want to go start with and do what you did, tell me about that process. Well, what I would tell people is I think a lot of people out there, they waste their money going to college and being an art student. That sounds really rude. I'm not saying that it's bad for everybody, but a lot of people like, oh, I love art, so I'm going to go to college for art because that's what everyone tells you to do. You have to go to college, but that's not true. There's so many different opportunities these days to do anything you want with your art, and that was my art. I used to paint eyes and draw eyes and draw eyebrows all the time. That was like all I did. So I decided, you know what, instead of listening to everybody else and what I should be doing, what do I love and what do I do and what am I good at? And that's what it was. So I figured out microblading and I also wanted to get it done in the first place. And I realized, you know what, I can do this. I got lucky and my school was semi very cheap. It wasn't a large amount of money. It was under five grand. So it was easy, but I got the teaching of it. Luckily for my father, Ron Erler, you know, the best man in the world, one of them, he uh, helped me out and got me into a studio. And then it went from there. But it was definitely a long process to figure something out. I didn't think I was, I don't know how to put it into words, but I didn't think I was okay to ask for help to do something with my life because I thought I already passed that. Luckily, I came to my senses and realized life is long and you can do whatever you want whenever you want. Who knows what I'm going to be doing in 10 years? I could be adding and adding and adding to my permanent makeup. Life is long. And I think it's really hard, especially for younger people our age when it's always being shoved in our face to live in the moment. Sometimes you need to think beyond the moment and think, hey, I still have the rest of my life. And if I'm not happy where I'm at right now, 
I need to make a change. Otherwise, I'm always yeah, going to be unhappy. Exactly. And sometimes I feel like it's rude when high schools are pressuring all these kids, all of us kids, to, you know, pick what you want to do right now. It's like, you don't even know what the fuck is going on. Your your brain isn't even developed till you're 25. So, like, how are you going to choose the rest of your life at, like, 17, 18 years old? You know, it took me up until I was 24 years old to figure out and, you know hunker down i was just floating around doing whatever i wanted and you know what that's fine in your 20s do what you gotta do but i didn't have anything going for me and i figured it out and i'm a very happy lady now you make a great point about in high school you feel like you have to determine the rest of your life before you graduate i remember at 17 like i'm gonna be a veterinarian and it literally only took me failing chemistry class twice to be like nope my brain doesn't work with math and my brain is literally just straight left i'm all artsy i'm all art and like that's not how the school system works what's crazy about this whole thing about dictating your own future is you don't even know what's out there until you know what's out there for instance when we were in high school and when especially when you were in high school microblading that, like no didn't it even didn't exist no, it yet didn't. it like barely did if it did it was like very very like bullshitty so it's like how would you know that that is something that you would be great at if it literally wasn't around yet. And I think that's important for people out there to know and understand is like, you won't know what you will like be great at or what you'll want to do. And I feel like that's a really important thing is like, you have to keep trying things to understand. Okay. I'm not going to be a doctor. Yeah, no, yeah. They don't tell you all these things that you could be. They don't say, hey, you can be in a construction or you can be this and that. And you don't need a college degree to do this or own your own business. They don't tell you that. Anyone who listens to this, I don't want anyone to think like you have to choose what you want to do by the time you graduate high school. You can wait. Henley, when you were 20 and it'd been like a year after you received your DUI and you were just kicking off this new phase of your life, you weren't even 21 yet. Where did you see yourself at 25? Um, like, what did you think your life was going to oh, be like? Oh, man. I don't think I thought about my life. That's what's weird. I think I was so in the moment that I didn't realize how old I was getting. Does that make sense? Yeah. I found myself in tucson arizona partying with you guys at 23 and a half years old like what am i doing (laughs) 23 isn't that old but you guys were all going to school working towards something but partying i was just partying i just used you guys to just party for a weekend and then went home like to nothing so at that time i literally did not think about what i was ever going to do with myself which is actually really sad but it's true i literally didn't everyone has their own paths right i don't know i didn't think about when do i want to start a family when do i want to do this when i was 20 i did not think about five years from now i was thinking about right Mm -hmm. then and there when you were in that 20 like haze of just partying all the time do you feel like you were happy or do you feel like you were just complacent with how life was was? not happy i was happy in the moment because it's fun you're all Mm -hmm. in the moment like everyone's having a great time like and then you go home alone and you're not drunk anymore i was not happy and i i look back all the time i I was not happy at all and i was so rude i'll give you an example all of our friends we've been friends with them for years no one wanted me around because Mm -hmm. i was so rude I was not happy and I was taking it out on people. I was really aggressive. And I'm not saying that will like never happen again because everyone has their emotions, but it happened too often. And now Mm -hmm. everyone wants me around. (laughs) 
<laughs> you're the life of the party. And I truly believe that when you're happy deep down inside, you radiate happiness. But deep down inside, when you're not happy with what's going on in your life, you just radiate totally. negative energy. And that's what I, was, I wanted to bring mm-hmm. everyone down to my sad ass level. I didn't know this while it was happening. I am just looking back now and acknowledging it and embracing it and realizing it. And I've talked to all of our friends about it. And I've said sorry and so many things. There was nothing too bad. Like I didn't go too crazy, but I was always triggering something. It's totally changed. I don't go out anymore. I mean, I go out with friends here and there, which is fun, but it's probably like once a month. I don't really do much. We've talked about this a little bit, but I want to dive a little bit deeper into it. What happened when you re-met Kyle? How did you guys rekindle? Basically what happened was it was his birthday in like 2018 and we share the same best friend, Ryan. And Ryan's like, hey, come over to Kyle Spade's birthday. And I'm like, okay. And I went over there and his face was glistening off of the fire. And I was like, damn, is he hot? I didn't realize he was hot. I've known him for a long time, but I know he's hot. And then the next day I told Ryan that I was like into him and it went from there. It never stopped. For the listeners out there, Kyle had a child. Yes, he had a kid at like 21 years old. And so when you met him, how old was she? She was two. Now she's almost five. She was around me a lot. She didn't start saying my name for like six months though. I mean, I've known her longer than she's been alive. And, you know, me and him just kept getting closer and closer and our relationship got stronger and stronger and I took more and more care of her. And here we are. Was there any hesitancy with Kyle? Because you're like, I don't know if I'm ready to take on this other aspect of you. Like, I love who you are, but I'm not sure if I want this other element added. Or were you just all hands in from the get go? You know, I've been around her and didn't have to take care of her since she was so young. It was steps and steps at a time. So it wasn't just this crazy, like, this is all just put on me. No, it's been slowly growing and growing. And what I do now doesn't feel weird to me. They live with me now since March. And that's just a part of my life. I have a schedule and she is involved in that schedule. I have to drop her off, pick her up, whatever it is. Not only did you meet Kyle and you saw how responsible he was, but then I feel like you took on those elements and put them into your life, right? So then you created your own business. You were out there networking, getting new clients. And I just feel like birds of a feather flock together. Like he was radiating these positive, responsible vibes and you just like started to emulate Yeah, well, he was almost inspiring me to do something with my life. I'm not saying he like created my life or anything but he was like a good booster when it came to making something of yourself and saving money and doing this and doing that he was pretty much the inspiration of me stepping up and asking for help to do something with my life and look at you today so life today what's been happening you and kyle have been quarantining together he moved in a pandemic struck down and Kyle's still been working, yeah. obviously, but you can't work until I think salons like just yeah, they open, just have so. working. But yeah, so the quarantine situation, daycare was still open, which is awesome. Thank God, you know, but I take care of daycare, pick her up when I need to. I do my thing. I take care of the house. I've been cooking nonstop. When I first knew you, you weren't cooking no. at all. And then this became a new hobby that honestly you're great at we have a recipe book that i'm writing for my future grandchildren and i want this book to be in the family forever and like handwritten but basically what happened was is i was living with a really good friend of mine she was living here on the mountain with me and she was cooking stuff and it was super easy i'm like how the fuck are you just cooking this gorgeous meal in like an hour she's like it's so easy to cook i pretty much got an inspiration from that and i started looking stuff up and i started kind of experimenting with seasonings i'm still learning as i go i'll 
I'll never stop learning when it comes to cooking. Like you always can learn something new. So I just kept going and going with it, put my own twist on it. And now I just can't stop. Honestly, Henley, I never step into the kitchen. And when I do, I don't make anything. I watch your TikToks and I'm like, I could do that. And then I just never get around I know, to yeah, it. I know, I know. It's like art to me in a way. But then they're like, oh, you should be a chef then. No, but then it's not fun anymore. <laughs> You're like, this is only fun because I'm doing it when I want to do it. But if I was forced to be doing this, it wouldn't be very yeah, like fun. Every morning I wake up, make my boyfriend's lunch for the next day for work, make his breakfast for the next day of work. And then I cook my meal, get my shit done. And then I come down and make a whole ass dinner for the whole house. It's literally just a nonstop process, which I'm fine with. You're literally a stay at home yeah. mom. <laughs> yeah. It's honestly remarkable. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone I talk to, you, my old friends, they would never think I would be in this position in my life. What is it like really stepping into that stepmom role and like being Riley's role model? It's good. I have to teach her to be strong and have confidence. You know, when she sees me doing my makeup, she thinks she needs to put makeup on, but I have to remind her that she doesn't need makeup because she's naturally beautiful and I'm just going to work. When you're a kid, you don't want to think, oh, I have to put makeup on. But when mm -hmm. we're adults, obviously we treat ourselves differently. It's a really hard process. Kyle being technically a single dad for now, <laughs> he doesn't really know how to deal with a little girl. Like little girls have a lot of emotions and that's mm -hmm. where I step in and I stop it all and I calm it down. It's a hard job, but it's all about patience. That is a hard job. I don't think just anyone would come in and take on the responsibility in the same way that you have. You're crazy. I love both of them the same. Obviously, Kyle in a different way, but they're my family. I plan to have one kid with Kyle in the next two years or so. Do you think when you have another, Briley's going to like get nervous that she's going to be replaced? I do worry about that in a way, but if I plan it out right and it happens in like two years, she'll be old enough to understand. She loves babies. She'll be able to help. So I'm not worried. If I do it at the right time, I, I won't be worried about it and she keeps telling the daycare that I'm gonna have a baby in my belly and I'm like why do you keep telling people that and she's like because you said so I'm like yeah in two years but she doesn't know what two years is so <laughs> more importantly when are you and Kyle getting married and am I invited um, to the wedding uh, duh, you're definitely invited you could ask him that but it's all going down I just don't know when Henley I just can't believe how much your life has changed over five years at 20 you didn't even know where you were no. gonna be in five years and now here you are five years later making a plan for the future. I really think that goes to show that if you want to make a change in your life, you can and it can be for the better. You grow and you learn as you go. I had to be a loser. I had to fuck up a few times and then I learned. Those five years of me being in my 20s was really hard yet fun, but I also had nothing going for me until I figured myself out. Love that. All right, Henley, every episode I end with pet peeves. This is a little bit of a tricky one, but I didn't know if you had any pet peeves maybe about changing your life or being a mom pet peeves pet peeves don't be a lazy mom don't be a lazy mom that's for if sure pop something out realize that you have to raise a child you're raising a human being a lot of women want a baby they don't want to be a parent don't do that that's a pet peeve of mine another pet peeve is if someone's cooking you dinner can you wash off your plate please um <laughs> just rinse it off no, not a big deal. Don't scrub it. It's cool, man. Just that's a pet peeve. Off the top of my head, those are the ones. I feel like don't do something because you feel like yeah. you have to do it. Like do it because you actually love to do it. Well, Henley, I just wanted to say thank you so much for coming on and telling your story. I know it can be a little disheartening sometimes, I feel like, to talk about this, but you're a very open person. So I felt like you were a good person to have on. Mallory, thank you for having me. It was a good old time telling you about my life. If you enjoyed today's podcast, Go to our Instagram, follow us, give us a like, give us a shout out, tell your mom, tell your grandma, and leave us a comment.
Thanks for joining us. Hi, everyone. I'm glad to see you're still here. This episode is not over yet. It's me, Mallory Metz, your 20s and 20 podcast host. If you've made it this far, let me just say congratulations. I also wanted to let you know I have a surprise in store for you guys. Starting this Sunday, September 13th, we've teamed up with a very special partner to host our very own 20s and 20 Instagram giveaway. You heard that right. There will be winners. There will be losers. And you will not want to miss this. If you're even remotely interested in what in the world this could possibly entail, be sure to head over to our Instagram page linked in the description below to figure out what it's going to take for you to win. May the odds be ever in your favor.